Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I just got done with my walk. I was thinking about, man, I got to hurry up and finish this because I want to stay within the disruptiveness that I always cause you when I say, let's do it at a a certain time. And then I ask you to do it either earlier or later. (laughs) Every time. Every time. (laughs) Every single time. I'll just be sitting there minding my own business going, oh, every time, like, like on uh, Charlie Brown when Lucy pulls the football away. <laughs> Every time, right? Oh, I'm just sitting there minding my business. Our time is coming up and then there's a text. I could do it right now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, miraculously, you have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, it's like that moment, like I didn't really have to go, but I was probably like 40% of the way there having to go. <laughs> I started thinking, well, if I do the, do the podcast is an hour. I might be about 10 minutes over the time limit where I need to go pee. So I thought I'll just do it now. Yeah. I don't need your prostate having any issues because some, <laughs> somehow you'll blame me for that. <laughs> See, the key is that's, that's maturity. Cause when you're young, you think you can hold it and you, you probably can't, but you get older, you be like, well, I don't need no drippage or leakage. Yeah, so, there's a just, reason why there are adult diapers. You know what? Those adult diapers, that's a big, look, I used to work in the senior industry. That is a big business. <laughs> See? So all the young kids out there, go pee when you have to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I've been seeing the pictures you've been posting about uh, walking through your neighborhood, seeing Christmas decorations. Yes, because I post that with the joy of being able to enjoy the decorations without stress of one, putting up my own and two, storing them. So by walking the neighborhood, I feel like I'm participating in the holiday decorations by sharing, by sharing what I see. That's hilarious. (laughs) So of the ones you've seen, which do you like the most? There are, I mean, some of them are, there's a family that connected their three, there must be 
three neighbors. So there's a little like connection of all the houses together. So I think that's pretty cool if you if you like your neighbors. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I one of an old colleague of mine, he's you I don't know if he I don't think he was there from the company, the internet company that you and I worked with, but he mm-hmm. said, I have to tell you, these aren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> Your neighborhood sucks, in other words. He said, you know, I I said, okay, but let me show you this one. And then he responded back with, yeah, the lawn's nice, but nothing's on the house. Like, I'm like, dude, I why don't you go around your neighborhood giving everybody a rating instead of judging uh, what I'm giving you? That's funny. Criticizing yours. And he's in the desert. He's in Las Vegas. So I was like, why don't you go around your neighborhood and start rating them? He goes, well, I'm in the desert, so no one is really decorating. <laughs> well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just enjoy the ones I'm showing you there. Then That's shut funny. up. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You know, our, our, our neighborhood, maybe, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, started this deal where we're one of those neighborhoods that string the lights. Um, they're not on the house. They're just on, because we have, light poles is that what they're called like lights yeah yeah and they we string them from pole to pole on both sides of the street wow your own little christmas story yeah it's 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 pretty nice too so i like you know this um there's like two or three people that do it and those of us who do not do anything we're just asked to give a donation so i'm very happy to do a donation Oh yeah, you're that guy. I'm I, I am that guy. Like I ne- I don't do anything. Like I will do the donation and I'll do a little bit more than what they recommend, you know, to make sure my guilt is all gone. And then I love when they put the lights out. <laughs> Cause you feel you're part of something that you had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I do stuff like on this podcast, brag about my neighborhood being cool. <laughs> and man, I mean, Myron <laughs> lives in a neighborhood. That is really nice. I mean, it has this yeah. big park. It's these gorgeous homes. And um, yeah, it's and and people that don't walk their dogs on leashes. Oh, my God. You know what? So I was pulling. Okay, this, this neighborhood has, has a lot of trees. So all the leaves have been falling for the past month or so. And then um, earlier this week, there was that big storm. And and. That was the big storm that probably dropped, made the trees drop like 80% of their leaves. So there was leaves everywhere. And so, and so, um, so I had mine in a big old pile, like a, a massive pile because from October, no, wait a minute, from November through January, I, the city will come by uh, once a week or so and scoop up the leaves that are piled neatly in the street. Okay. Right? Off the curb a little bit, but not too far in the street. They'll just come by and scoop them up. And we still have our our bins that we could put leaves in, but there's so many trees that the bins are just not enough. And it's in the city's interest to do it because with the heavy rains, if these leaves get in the um, clogged the drains, then the streets flood. So it's sort of like a big old um, uh, combined effort, city and residents and all this kind of stuff. And so. So we had that big old storm and there were leaves everywhere. And I got mine in a big old pile and I was going outside to 
bring in one of my bins after trash collection day. And the, there's a lady man, but today was the lady or yesterday was the lady. And she had the dog, the big, um, I think it's a German shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. German shepherd. And they were probably about four houses from me coming from the park and the dog wasn't on a leash. And so, and you know, and I don't know the age of the dog, but he's, he's at an age where he's still very uh, excited and curious. And so I roll this bin up and it, you know, makes that noise. There's not a lot of noise in the neighborhood at the, at the moment. And I look down the street, and I see the dog and it's a German shepherd. Those ears are perked up. You can just see, and that dog looks at me. And then I don't know if he was about to come run. I don't, I don't think he's an attack dog. I think he's just an excited dog. Right. Okay. But she quickly ran to him and grabbed them and then put him on a leash. Motherfucker. Right. And I'm thinking, you know, you should have that dog on a leash. Especially if you reacted with that urgency, you know, you're in the wrong. Right. Like you already know you're in the wrong. It just, it's so, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. And you don't have an HOA that you can call and say, hey, blah, blah, blah. Unlike, you no. know, me, if you if you have some issues, you the HOA sends a letter and, you know, it, it really takes a long time to get any action. You just, you go on the hopes that human beings are just going to be courteous and respectful and understandable. But unfortunately, our society is pretty fucked up. Yeah, just just something that simple. You know, it's funny because I, I saw a story in the news today. Or no, I think I saw it online. And I forget where it was in the country. Um, but this, I think it may have been Arizona. Anyway, this fan, this um, HOA, I told this family they had to take down their Blue Lives Matter flag. And oh. the family was like, but it's an American flag and the HOA, which is usually pretty evil. They were like, that is not an American flag. That is a political statement. And the HOA does not allow political statements statements. So you have to take it down. And I thought, you know what? They were absolutely right. Like, but usually wow. HOAs are so, you know, odd and weird and everything. But in that case, I thought, you know what? They totally did it right. Cause then the family tried to come back and said, no, this represents our son who served in the military. And they were like, put up an American flag then. Right. Right. Put up American flag. Like that flag has nothing to do with the, the, the nation. It's a political statement. So I was like, oh, look at this. HOA is trying to do something here. Finally, you know, earning their pay. I, you know, you said right. something. There's a couple of things I definitely want to talk about. I, one, I'll save towards the end because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sad about it. And so mm. I was thinking, the the other one was another thing I'm sad about too. It, more not sad, just angry. Was the video you sent me yesterday with the call out and the, I guess the highlight of the the Marine and Brittany and um, how conservatives are are just all up in arms because oh, the white yeah. male Marine was not let out of prison, but the gay black woman was, and um, it is it is shown, I mean, we know that we are in a very racist country, but to think about how people are so boldly, he used a term that I have not heard of. And 
I like to discuss that a little bit and maybe I missed yeah. it. Maybe it's defined as something else, but he used the term dog whistle. Now we all oh. know the true definition of a dog whistle is it's a high pitched noise that only a dog can hear. And right. he, he compared and used that term when describing the difference, uh, how, how racist and you know, white conservatives are, are conservatives are, um, falling under this umbrella that a crime is a crime sort of analogy. Right. And so right. I don't know if you have any insights on that. I, I have not had time to research that term or see where that term was established, but have you heard that term before? Yeah. It's a, um, it's a, it's a term used to, um, the, 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 what it means is, is that um, in real life, a dog whistle is, a whistle that makes a sound at a pitch that is higher than a, a human is able to hear, but a dog can hear because they have superior hearing than us. Yep. And so in the, in the world of racism, a dog whistle is someone saying something that people who believe the same thing, usually racist things, understand what is being said, even if the person doesn't say it directly. God. So, so, um, so people that believe the same will hear it. So the most, you know, one that's very common and obvious is anytime you talk about crime, someone says, what about Chicago? Well, that's a dog whistle. Wow. Right. So it's not the same as, so it's not as the same as gaslighting. Right. It's not the same as gaslighting. Gaslighting is closer to, or not closer to gaslighting is, I say something to you, I say, um, all women belong in the kitchen. And then you say, well, that's a very um, misogynist, that's misogyny, you are expressing misogyny. And I say, oh, I'm just joking, that's not really what I meant. What I meant was, uh, now I'm gaslighting you. I am Got denying- Got it, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm denying something that I just said that you witnessed, or you ever heard, but dog whistle is um, 80% of what you hear on Fox News is dog whistles. Wow. Right. That that's what that's what they talk about. So that the guy in that video, and he explained it, he explained to Brittany Greiner and uh Waylon oh. is that guy's name. He explained it very well. He just said, you know, people are saying, why would you leave? Uh, why would you why would you rescue a black um, athlete versus a Marine? And even though they know that that, uh, putting it like that, that dichotomy, a black woman, a black athlete in the Marine, you're, the dog whistles, people that think that A, athletes aren't worth it, they have no value, women have no value, black women have no value, queer women have no value, as opposed to the true, the proud, the Marines, right? So you're hearing that and you're comparing and contrasting it to and you're speaking to that audience who will that'll automatically make them upset because they hear what you're saying. Um, almost like that class we or that seminar we took years ago, the question behind the question. Yeah. They they hear that. And and it took a few days for the actual details to get out. That it wasn't a Russia wasn't saying, we'll give you this one or this person. Like that's not how it worked. That guy was dishonorably discharged from the, from the Marines, convicted of Wayland, convicted of fraud, has passports with three different countries, and is believed that he is a spy. 
was arrested, charged with espionage. So there, that's a whole different negotiation channel from someone who is accused of having some um, um, weed oil in a vape pen. That's, like that's a, a whole. That's a, so yeah. the, the racist will say, well, they're both Americans, but this one served in the military. And what, what the dog whistle is, those that pick it up are like, oh no, they're choosing the black uh, gay woman over the white man. That's yes. What, okay. Yep. That, that, that's how it comes out. They, they're saying that this uh, person is valued more. And so, and you know what? It's not even exclusively conservatives. It's also liberals and progressives saying that. People who on, online will say Black Lives Matter. But in this case, that white guy should have come first. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, what, that, that's, that's what you're hearing in. And you know what? Even with him being dishonorably discharged, the, the, the Marines kicked him out. And even with this espionage and even with this trying to you know, spy and his fraud convictions and all the stuff that's, that is just out there. He's, even though he still has, he has citizen, he has passports for three different countries, not just the U.S., like he's a citizen in three different countries. If he says he's, a, he's an American citizen, then you know what, then he deserves to come back. Like, I, even if he's a detestable person, right, he should ha still have those rights. But if he said, ah, you know, I don't need to be an American. I'll be a, a resident of this country, this country, this country, because he's doing some some shady stuff. I don't care if he comes back or not. Yeah, like, I, I don't really care. It'd be nice if they got him back. But at the same time, you know what? He wasn't, he was Russia didn't offer him to come back. Like that wasn't part of the deal. And he's been there, I don't know, four, five, six years. Donald Trump did try to get him back. You know what Donald Trump said? He ain't worth it. See? And People all of a sudden that. He starts talking about it like, oh, I would have let him out. I, it comes yeah. out of nowhere. He had the chance to negotiate him out, but he, he was like, eh, you're doing nothing about that. They left that guy there. It's so, it, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's pretty insane considering the fact, I, and you said it twice now, but just to reiterate, this wasn't a tit for tat like conversation this wasn't right. he wasn't even on the table like he's yeah. serving the time that he's supposed to be serving and the arms dealer i guess that they did that they did give up i don't i don't know if that's the right term but the mm -hmm. u.s decided to release i think he's back out selling or getting ready to sell some arms or something like that so <laughs> exactly like so the arm the arms dealer held here now now okay so in the spy versus spy world you know, going back to the Cold War, the U.S. and first the Soviet Union and Russia have for 70 years arrested each other's spies. Okay. If they haven't just out and out killed, like they killed each other's spies. They've been doing that for 70 years, but they also arrest each other's spies and they hold them until uh, one or the other one catches another one that they think is high value and they arrange releases. And they've been doing that for 70 years. It, it, that always goes on. And those people are always, to normal civilians like us, they're always bad people, all of them. Like they're all bad people. Like their job is to do bad things and, and they work for their governments. Our spies there, their spies here. And that guy's an arms dealer. And you know what? It's not like, it's not like the movies. He's not the only arms dealer in the world. 
And, you know, I said that to somebody and they got sort of upset. I go, well, he ain't dealing more arms than the NRA. Oh, snap. And this year, American police have killed a thousand U.S. citizens and we're going to end up with 30,000 gun deaths in this country. So, you know what? I'm not really worried about that one arms arms dealer. That's actually a really valid point. That's right. And people will say, yeah, but he, he deals them to to terrorists. Well, when you're dead by gunshot, it doesn't matter if it was a terrorist. It doesn't matter if it was your uncle or it was a guy robbing a liquor store. You're still dead. When's the last time a terrorist came into our schools and shot it up? Right. It's us. We are our own worst enemy. So, yeah, we're the terrorists. It's literally us. So, yeah, I don't that that that, that stuff is a lot of um, hand wringing and dog whistling about you know, um, gender, gender, race, sexuality, those same things that, you know, if you watch Fox News for an hour, they're going to cover stories about gender, race, and um, sexuality from a woke, that that's their new N-word, woke, right? It's just woke. They just say woke, 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 woke. And, you know, um, 14 months ago, nobody was saying the word woke. <laughs> no. <laughs> and now, and now, you know, if 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 I'm a decent person and I want to be kind to someone, or if I if I want to say if I want to be empathetic and express you know um, gratitude w- with someone, or or express kindness or sadness with someone, or if I want something to be nice, right? So toys for tots or helping homeless or unhoused people or whatever if if the reaction to that is someone saying you're just being woke well then you're an idiot for saying that (laughs) (laughs) you you know you're you're an idiot like like you just know something is wrong when if i'm concerned about social justice or if i if i want people to have higher wages or if i want um the super wealthy to pay more in taxes if your response to that is to say, well, I'm just woke, it means that you have nothing else to go on. You have nothing else. You have yeah. no cogent argument for anything. So you just boil it down into the latest catchphrase that the media has borrowed from Black people and turn it into an insult. Just silly. It's just silliness. Woke. Right? <laughs> like what? It's it, it's like that school ground thing, you know, sticks and stones kind of thing. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, is that it? That's your that's your response. Woke. Damn. Well, yeah, I think you it's those terms that people start picking up and start utilizing. It's it's right. super strange how that how that how that happens. I I was thinking about, I mean, I know we're gonna maybe say something at the end of the show, but I have been just I sat back in my, in my chair all day. I've been a little, I've been a lot sad. So I am a huge, so you think you can dance fan. I am uh, since day one, I am a ride or die. I love, so you think you can dance. I wish I had the amazing talent to be able to dance like that. If I could have come back at any point and get, be given a gift, it would be the gift to dance, but as incredibly as some of those dancers on that stage. And Mm -hmm. I think it was season one, maybe it was probably the first season, maybe season two, I don't know, that Twitch, um, he is a dancer that came out on stage, was kind of down and out, 
and was given a shot to be on So You Think You Can Dance. And if I remember correctly, yeah. he won. And he just was so grateful and thankful and appreciative. And, and lo and behold, fast forward, his career just took him. He met his wife through So You Think You Can Dance. He had three kids. And, you know, hearing the news today that he, he unalived himself. He shot himself in a hotel room and unalived himself. And that, that unbelievable sort of grief hit me because, you know, you see this guy that has a million dollar smile that is just, people love him every time he's in a, as he's a judge on So You Think You Can Dance, just his energy, his presence was him wanting to be, and people wanted to be around him. He was on the Ellen show and, and you never saw any sort of there was never any discussion about mental illness. There was never any uh, allusion to it. Never, you know, sometimes you see these, these celebrities that will say, hey, I want to share and be vulnerable. I've had some issues with mental health, like being forthcoming with it so that, that their audience understands who they are and sometimes maybe not always show up because of it. And I, was, I don't think I've ever been taken back so much by hearing that this morning of how he took his own life. And the, the sad thing about it and something that I heard or read today was that this is a sign for us to always assume that people we know are struggling. So it's, it's like we used to tell people at Verizon Wireless, you know, or in our jobs, if you're gonna err on showing up to work, you should err on the fact that you should be early instead of late. Like you should choose, choose that. So in this situation, I know it's a, it's a very minute comparison, but in this situation is ought to always assume that everybody needs to be checked on so that you do it so that it's never too late. That's, that's great advice. And that, that is a very sad story. Um, what kind of, I didn't know he was a judge on the show now. Yeah, uh, he was on. So, so you think you can dance. He was a judge. You know, you've got all these conspiracy theorists out there like, oh, this is way too weird. It was right before the holidays. He loved his family. He just celebrated nine year anniversary with his wife. Two days ago, he posted a dance on his, on his TikTok with his 5 million followers. Like, do we think that somebody didn't shoot him? And I think, I think, we know that when there are people that are skilled in these types of calls, that they know how a gun goes, it's it, 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 how a gun, where it's positioned, how it, you know, goes through whatever part of the body it's going through the angle, all of that is, I would assume, discussed prior to the assessment that he unalived himself. I mean, it, the conspiracy theorists, I don't think, I think what that does is clouds the fact that mental health doesn't have a look. Yes, that's very, that's, that's, that's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. And I, I remember, I, re, I used to watch when, uh, so you think you could dance and I were for, I don't know, for many seasons. And I remember him and how magnetic he was and how he was just he was he was talented i, mean, I don't know how else to put it he just had he had something and 
I know he his career progressed where he was on Ellen. Um, he was the DJ on the Ellen show before it went yeah. off the air. And I think I recently saw, um, my daughter and I saw a movie on the Disney Channel, a hip-hop nutcracker. I think I mentioned Oh, that's the one you were show. talking about last week. Yeah, and there were a lot of So You Think You Can Dance alumni on the show, and I believe he's on it. I think so, too. And now, mm-hmm. I so I said last week that I would watch it because you said So mm-hmm. You Think You Can Dance contestants mm-hmm. were on it. So now mm-hmm. I definitely need to watch it. Yeah, I think you said something really important. Um, a couple of many things really important. One of them was that um, just because a person doesn't ask for help and just because a person doesn't um, look and act and behave a certain way um, and just because a person appears to be strong or even a go-to type person doesn't mean that that person may not be struggling with something that they're just not sharing. And and um, there was a call in, uh, in my magazine, Dear Dean Magazine in October and Elliot, my partner wrote it. It was about, um, I, think, I think it, can't think of the title, but it was about checking on the people in your life who are the strong people because they also need to be checked in on. Yes. Right. And I, and I, I reset that out today because, you know, with, with his passing, it's very sad. And, you know, I believe that December is a very common month. And sometimes whether, a per, you know, it, it's just like you said, mental health is important and we don't know. Um, like you, I, you said it, that, mental health or depression doesn't have a look yeah like it's not like a broken arm or a um skin um something on your skin or you don't wear it it just is inside your head so it is very sad and his wife and i think he had three kids three wife and three kids they're dealing with a lot and i think we should say before we go any further that um the national uh, suicide prevention lifeline is on your phone at any time. You can call um, 988. It is a uh, uh, suicide and crisis lifeline and it's 24 hours a day. Um, and you can, anytime, if you just want to talk some things out, that resource is available and it's something that is, um, should be shared. Um, everybody should know it. And- yeah. And I think you can also text um, strength, like the word Ooh. strength to the crisis text line at, um, seven, four, one, seven, four, one. So mm. I think you can also text if maybe you don't want to talk to somebody or at least just start a conversation. You know how kids nowadays, mm-hmm. um, would rather text cause they don't know really how to talk on the phone or communicate. I think a generation is missing that, that style of communication. Oh, I'm glad you said that. And this, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the 988 on your phone, just out 988 send. Um, that just went live in, I think, July of this year. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the number. It's the new three-digit dialing code that will route callers to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, there's still a, a, a number, 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. That's still there, but you can just do 988 and talk to someone. So, um it is, it is very sad. He was, he was 40 years old. He leaves a wife and kids and he leaves literally millions of fans and admirers. Um, and, you know, I, um, I hope that his 
family is looked after by their other loved ones and everything. And that his wife um, and those children, that's, that, that's hard. And Jen, I want to say one other thing about it is, is that uh, oftentimes in my own community, the black community, um, being verbal and seeking help for mental health um, has not been, um, I didn't grow up with the knowledge that there were resources available other than prayer. And I know that in the last, I don't want to give a time frame, but I know in the 2000s, let's just say, uh, particularly with so many Black people going into um, STEM and medicine and mental health, that there have been a lot of, lot of efforts to get into our communities and teach um, uh, women and men how to express feelings and to seek help. And so because uh, Twitch is a black male, I wanna bring that up that mental health doesn't always present in any type of way. And then as, as black men, it's okay to say, I um, want, like you said earlier, I want to talk to someone, I wanna text someone, I'm not okay. And I want some type of help that that's okay, that the resources are there available for you. Yep. I think it's important and it's, you know, especially the holiday season, I was telling you like, listen, it's the holiday season. And I think when it, it didn't appear that he had money or it, it looked like he had everything that he needed, but there, there's people that feel an obligation to have to provide something and have something to their, their children or they're missing somebody like honest to goodness. I think checking in on everybody is just essential. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know my personal struggles probably with mental health were when I was younger, just this, mm. you know, not fitting in and looking like the normal girls because I was heftier and, and I wasn't as pretty then, or, and you, you know, you start comparing yourself and I don't know if I, if it's a common thing as a teenager to, to think about suicide, but I would be, I would be lying if I said, I never thought about it when I was younger, you know, that, right. that, that, that permanent solution to a temporary problem was definitely echoing. And I mean, it didn't last long. It didn't, I never thought about moving past it or, you know, executing on it. Of course, I never put it into play. I should say, but it does creep into your mind. And, and so if I had that mental illness of depression or anything associated with that, it, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to see the light or to be able right. to, you know, see through that, that, that thickness of mud. I don't know. I, I, and, and I'm not an expert on it. I don't know enough about it. i I, I haven't had to deal dealt with deal with that personally. So mm. it, it shocks me because I do remember having a friend, you know, I, I'll save her name for, I won't use her name in this, but she, I grew up with a friend of a family and, and, you know, she was joyful and, you know, always pleasant and she had her struggles. And then one day just came home, went upstairs to where she lived and, her grandma checked in on her and she had slit her wrist and wow. unalived herself. And I think about, I think about how come I didn't see that? How come I didn't know that? How come I didn't, 
I don't know. I, I think there's some, there's so many on it. And I sound like I'm a little sporadic with my thought process because I've never had to see it or really face it. Cause with the exception of someone very close to me that had, has been very forthcoming and sharing their, their struggles and where they are and who they are and, and, and what they deal with. Mm-hmm. That's been my first and only real true interaction with mental illness. Yeah. It's um, devastating. Cause I, you know, I've dealt with depression in my life and my mother dealt with um, depression in her life. And, you know, I spent most of my adult life not addressing it, thinking that you could just push it away. And it's not really that big a deal because you're not taught. Um, I wasn't taught like how to deal with something like that. And there are a lot of avenues of therapy or different types of things that you find out what maybe some of the triggers for your individual self but sometimes there aren't. Sometimes it's just is something with the individual. And we don't know um, for Twitch what, what happened because he, you know, he, he posted a TikTok video yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that was, it was, you know, one of his you know, dancing videos. His wife was in it. One of his kids. It's just a fun, festive video. And like you were saying, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't going through something. Um, and, and even though people left behind can often feel guilt and feel uh, what you said earlier, like, were there signs? Like, did we miss something? Yeah. And sometimes there are not. I have an aunt, my, my, my favorite aunt when I was a kid, my babysitter, my mom's younger sister, she unalived herself. And I was with her you know, maybe a week before and we were chatting and I loved her. She's my, my babysitter, right? She was my auntie and we chatted it up and everything. And she was her, you know, pretty to me, normal auntie type self and everything. And a week later she was gone and no answers, no questions, no answers, just gone. And you, you know, this is like, this is probably, I'm this might be 35, 40 years ago now. And I can still recount everything we said the last time we talked. Wow. And, and there's nothing there. Like, there's nothing. It just, so whatever it was, whether there was something or not, right, it, the act was still there. And like you said, the a permanent solution to maybe a temporary problem. But that problem may be temporary in that moment. But in that moment that you're having that problem, it can seem overwhelming, overwhelming and forever. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's why we gave the the hotline because there are experts who know more and can do more and help more. And whether it's that um, people at that hotline, um, your medical professional, therapists, family, friends, support groups, whatever it is, we want people to know that there are resources out there that can, um, I don't know if help is the right word, but that could provide some type of relief that I helped end up, that that may end up helping the individual see yeah maybe an outlet maybe some tools yes. whatever that looks like and I yeah I, I think it's important to talk about it's a it's a it's an uncomfortable not uncomfortable but it's a very sad and unknown there, there's no black or white to to fix it or address right. it so it's and and I think not on this on this episode I think just off the off the side conversation, me, for me learning 
the demographics and who's impacted most are you calling out you know the black community having I don't know what the suicide rate is in the black community. And I think that's something that showcases of, of where having to be strong black men and women, right. um, you know, that falling under that umbrella. And I, I, <clears throat> his name was Stephen Boss and he did uh, that, as we say, it was twitch because of how he moved, but he, uh, he was a runner up. He did not win. And it was like season four or something like that. So I, w I wanted to make sure that I, okay. I call that out, but I, I think I don't, I never want to bring down our show, but I, yeah. but I also know that we all, we attack every, we attack everything, whether it's funny, not TV, however that looks. And because he's on a show that I truly loved and adore, and I look forward to it every year and, and just his presence from what I watched, um, I needed to talk about it today because it just was so heart wrenching. Yeah, it, it 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 is. And you know, you said something really interesting that um, he was the runner up and he didn't win. And what's and he was there, and I he was a beautiful dancer. Oh. And um, I don't know if his dance. What would you say his style was? It modern? Like what was his style? He was well. He could do everything from contemporary, but he came in as a hip hopper. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting because I was having a, a, a type of conversation with my daughter, Leah, about, you know, how we view winners and losers and champions and Hall of Famers and all this kind of stuff. And he didn't win that season's competition, but he really won, right? Because he ended up on Ellen. You know, he, he pops yes. up in these movies and I, his wife is a former dancer. He has these beautiful kids. I mean, he really won a lot from that. He won a lot. He, right. He, he just yeah. came in off the street as a, as a, like you said, a hip hop dancer. And there yep. you go. And if I remember, I, I think I, honest to goodness, I think, and I'm going to, I'll look it up. I, I don't want to do it while we're on the, but I think he was up against another hip hopper. Um, I want to say Josh, I, I, God, that, that 2000, that would be like a 2008, but Josh, and he was another hip hopper, a black gentleman that just was so incredible to watch as well. So he was up like both of them together. You had no idea who would win because they were just, both of them were pretty amazing. But to your point, you don't see if it is Josh, you don't see him anywhere. You actually saw Twitch everywhere. He came back. He did judging he was guest dancer i mean wow. yeah i i don't that was my moment of my in memoriam of of twitch to say you know if if you haven't thought about checking on everybody in your life just maybe they won't tell you but letting them know putting it out there the the, the number that they can reach people at if they're struggling with something and maybe they don't want to talk to you about but um that is my in in memoriam of yeah, yeah. Stephen Boss. Yeah, I love that, and we will put that um, those numbers in the show notes as well. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Okay. Yes, I'll add them to the show notes. And um, so, tell me, we were going to check in on your job. Yes. Okay. Your new job, I should say. How's that? Yes, going? the new job is good. It's interesting, um, you know, of course, today marked two weeks, so two full weeks, and there's a little bit of, 
uh, an, an understanding. I'm starting to speak some of the language. I'm, I'm making sure that I don't write everything down, thinking everything has to be fixed. I've learned that my current boss, who I really, really, I, I'm really enjoying just the collaboration and the talking and the energy that <clears throat> even if he says something, I don't have to run with it because this is my show. Like it's the first time in my career that I'm actually making the decisions for the sales team. So uh, I like that. I've met with the, all the team um, and there's, a, I've got good folks on the team and I'm, I'm actually settling in and it's nice to go. I go into the office once a week uh, on Tuesdays. It's just a way to get the, the leadership team together and just collaborate, work and, and have that energy. So so nice. far, so good. Um, I'm really like it. Like I'm not going anywhere. I, I, I was just talking to someone that for my career, I've mm -hmm. literally had maybe five jobs. I mean, because I have loyalty. So if I find some place that I want to settle in, like I would have retired at Verizon Wireless if, mm -hmm. if they didn't move to Texas, because once I get into that, I'm committed to the company. I'm supportive. I've got a good grind. Things are good. But um, yeah, it's crazy to think when people say you get to a certain age where you don't want to learn new things, it is, there's some, there is some validity to, it's a little harder as you get older to like grasp all of it, right? The, the technology, the verbiage, the people and you, you, taking it all in, it, it takes a little longer. That's yeah, amazing. yeah. That's sort of that, that's sort of fun. It's like we were talking last week. It's a it's a big old puzzle, huh? Yes. My so God. so I, I know you've been working from home, and did you went into the office Tuesdays? Oh, how was oh so Tuesday? How, how so how was it being like face to face? It was good. I mean, there was only four of us there or something like that. So we're kind of even oh. spread out. And um, it, it's really one of somebody that I know that works there, which is really nice. It's a great way and opportunity for her to catch up with her. I really, um, I, I'm just enjoying sitting next to somebody going through um, the systems and talking through ideas and stuff like yeah. that. And being able to like face-to-face -face collaborate, you can do it on Slack and, and, online but there's just a different vibe when you're face to face not that i want to be face to face all the time because there's no way I'd be, i would there would be no way i would have taken the job if i had to go into the office every day right right I, yeah you know when you get used to working from home yeah. or limited hours physically in an office it's hard to do it every day it's hard because you don't get shit done. So I'm there talking and catching up with this girl. I probably spent 45 minutes. So then I got behind on my shit. I don't want to work in an office. <laughs> God, yes, yes, yes. You know, um, so I know we're, we're, we're running. Our time is getting long. Our, yeah. We're coming up we on have a little time left, but I wanted okay. to ask you, um, have you done any Christmas shopping? I'm done. Everything was done online and oh I get a list. You, I mean, my nephews, my, my one nephew, Jack sends the family text group, a list, and then he assigns presents to each person. So I had 
um, a group of gifts that I could get him. My mom did, my sister, my, what? Know, my brother. Did. So he, he is that planned out and organized. <laughs> I guess, so I guess, you know, I have to admire the fact because that's honestly a good way to prevent us not getting confused. Like, are you going to buy this for him or are you going to buy this for him? So he keeps it very structured so that it's easier for us, which I really respect. So he's doing a kid version of let me help you help me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. And then he'll update something or he'll say, let's add this to the list. It's fucking insane. It's so goddamn funny. <laughs> update, you just you just mind your business in the middle of the Wednesday afternoon. You look at your phone, update from my nephew. Exactly. He just swapped, swapped out a present for something else. <laughs> it's so true. And I'm like, wow, that's really organized. <laughs> Are you done with yours? Okay. Um, wait, before I get out, you sh his, if he does another update, you should just respond with the word blocked. <laughs> well, that's, that's so good. Oh so I have not done any Christmas shopping. Oh. Like nothing. Like absolutely zero. And and let me tell you, not only have I not done any Christmas okay. shopping, until this very moment that I asked you, I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but who do you buy for you only buy well, for Leah, right you no know, yeah i usually get my daughter something and um i may get you know my my my, my brother and sister-in-law they have um grandkids um so my, my niece and nephew they have two kids little baby little well, they have babies so probably five or six and two or something like that so i may get them a present you know um, you know, sometimes I'll get my uncles a present. Um, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I did. Okay. I totally forgot about this. Thinking about my uncles. So for the first time in my life, I was on Instagram and I clicked on an ad and bought something. Okay. Now you're, what did you buy? Can you say Right. It? So I was on Instagram and, you know, every other, every other thing you scroll is an ad. Yes. And I was on um what is it called when you're watching someone's videos? I don't know what it's called on like Instagram. Their stories? They're stories. I was okay. on stories and I came through and I thought this is pretty interesting. So I clicked on it. I watched the whole app, which is rare. You know, I was like, oh, look at this. And then I clicked on it and it was like a 48% off sale. And I bought so what it is, I bought one for, for my brother and my uncle. So what it is, is both of them are golfers, right? Okay. So it's a strip of fake grass or something that you you golf on and the grass, so you say you hit a golf ball, the grass moves and shows you where your club struck the grass. So you can see if you're hitting it straight or an angle or something like that. Okay. And so it's a tool to help golfers have a better swing or something I, I i don't really golf so i i don't really i i get it but i don't i'm not a golfer so i'm like what the big deal but in looking at the videos and then going through the website and everything i thought you know what and it was only something like 20 dollars or something it wasn't very expensive and so i said you know i'm gonna buy one then i thought oh it's only it was half off so instead of being 40 dollars, it was 20 or whatever so i said i'll get one for you know my uncle and my and my brother 
or my two uncles. Like I wasn't going to buy three. Like that was too much for me. But I figured I'd buy two. And between my two uncles and my brother, somehow I'm going to sort it out which two will get it. And so I bought it. And then like maybe three or four days later, I got an email tracking. It said, hey, here's your tracking update. This is now being prepared to ship from Italy. <laughs> when are you going to get it next year? No. <laughs> oh, my new, God. Like, I'm new at this internet shopping thing. <laughs> they got oh. you. <laughs> I'm like, Italy. So then they sent me another one like, you know what? Here's a new update. It's like on a truck. And I'm like, but in Italy. <laughs> so no gifts coming until the new year. I don't even what? know. I was just like, well, you know, it was only $45. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm getting you something very authentic. That's what you can say at the holidays. <laughs> like there was nothing in that ad that told me it was Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're I, insane. You know what? Then I just thought somebody, some company in Italy bought a Instagram or maybe even a Facebook ad because they're all the same. And somehow that got to my, I don't golf. You know, why it was there, I don't know, but they totally captured me and I bought it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's in Italy. I was coming from Italy. <laughs> Child. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> So I'll, I'll let you know if it arrives. So, so I sort of I have done some Christmas shopping, but also I don't know if it's going to work out to be a Christmas present. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so, um, so next, so next week we will again get back to some end of year stuff. Right? Yes. I'll gather us some stuff. Okay, and we'll do some lists like like BuzzFeed does and all Entertainment Weekly. You know, everybody just. Yep. You know, top 10 lists and all this kind of crap. So we'll do something like that next week. But in the meantime, where can people find you, Jen? You can find me at Jen Van Landen Veg on IG, um, Redhead Vegan on Twitter, and Big Latin Smile on TikTok. Very nice. So I'm, I'm on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and, as Myron J. Clifton and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok as Dear Dean. Um, so I'm there. My books are on all those places. Also my Amazon book page and it's the holidays. So this is the time for you to be buying my books for yourself and to gift them to other people. You'll, they'll still arrive by um, Christmas, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. So get out there and get those books. Support small creators. This is what we do. This is how we advertise because we don't have money to run Sky Reezy commercials every other commercial on Dateline, Sky Reason. So we don't have that kind of money, but we could tell you on our, on our podcast that, Jim, we're approaching episode number 40. Like we're getting close. Oh my God. Once we get to 40, we definitely have to bring back the I hate list and it's going to be 40. So it's going to be the whole episode. Right. You know, it's funny you said, because my partner, Elian said, man, I, I love you guys podcast. And she said the last one, you guys just sound like a couple of old people just complaining about stuff. One of our hate ones, I was like, that's exactly who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people that complain about our podcast. <laughs> exactly, right? We don't really care. Like, I'm older. I will admit, I'm older than you. And you know what? Part of the joy 
of being, you know, a few years, you know, past 50 is we have the right to complain about stuff. 100%. One, the minute I get that fucking AARP card in the mail is the, <laughs> is the minute I can bitch about life and you need to mind your own. <laughs> yeah, with, with like total impunity, like you can't say nothing because I got an art card in my wallet. <laughs> we'll cut you with they said, it. They send you that card at 49 and a half. I mean, <laughs> it's the it's the doctor. I got a I got a invite the next day I turned 50. The day I turned 50, you're due for your colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you let me celebrate my birthday before you <laughs> they, they they should just send that stuff that got off the stuff you gotta drink. That should be your present. Here it is. Cheers. Drink up, bucko. <laughs> so yeah, until you oh get your God. card, Elion, we get to do this. <laughs> uh, okay, I will talk to you later and have a good night. Yeah, peace out. Bye. Bye.